HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by EscapeMaker.com. Visit a farm. Escape through the net. Visit EscapeMaker.com for more. I'm Dave Arnold, host of Cooking Issues. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome to Japan Eats. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, a food writer and a director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deeper understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from a studio at Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. Everybody knows sushi, but maybe not much about kaiseki or izakaya, uh, despite the fact that there are over 1,500 Japanese restaurants in New York. So I'd like to demystify Japanese food in the program with my cool guest. And my guest today is Yuji Haraguchi, who is an entrepreneur, chef, former fishmonger, and owner of a great Japanese restaurant called Okonomi in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Okonomi serves a traditional Japanese breakfast during the day and original ramen at night. His previous project was Yuji Ramen, the highly successful ramen shop at Whole Foods Market, Bari. Welcome and thank you for joining us today. Thank you. So first, um, when did you come to the U.S. and what made you become a fishmonger? So uh, I came to U.S. as a student first and then went back to Japan and then I got a uh, job that I didn't enjoy. So, but I always wanted to go back to the U.S. and then uh, pursue my uh, hobby. Mm-hmm. So, which was a uh, cooking. So, I uh, came to Boston because of the job that I found, mm-hmm. and then which was the uh, seafood uh, company okay. uh, owned by uh, Japanese people. So, that was sort of like my yeah okay. first. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. did you come to New York, work in New York, or somewhere else? No, uh, I was already always in uh, Boston. Okay. Yeah, New York. I just went to visit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, but I was mostly in Boston for the first three years. Okay, yeah. so you studied uh, everything about fish. Yeah, so Boston has an amazing, uh, actually, fish port, uh, seafood uh, port, mm-hmm. where actually a lot of boats 
land and unload a fish. Mm -hmm. So my job was to do pretty much everything from uh, finding a fish, from uh, uh, purchasing, uh, making a sales call, delivering to the restaurant. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was an amazing place to learn the whole system of how seafood distribution is uh, operated mm -hmm. uh, from the fishermen to the restaurant. Mm -hmm. yeah. right. So it's like a full education. Kind yeah, of it was a great education. Yeah, like I, and when I was in Japan, cooking was my just hobby. So I had no idea how to break down the fish. Didn't know anything about the fish. But the job that became available happened to be just the seafood, mm -hmm. which was interesting enough. So I joined, and then with every day I learned something new. Right. It was amazing. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I understand that uh, many American chefs uh, who are interested in really high quality fish. Go to your place. I used to go to your <laughs> your business. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because you a go-to person. Mm. Right. Okay. And then, um, so I remember you told me that it was, I think, it's 2011 uh, when you were working as a fishmonger still. Mm. Uh, we've been friends for a long time. But you told me that uh, I want to open a ramen shop. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> did you lose your mind? Because the market was so competitive. There's mm. so many new ramen shops opening. So why did you decide to open a ramen, ramen shop? So, funny thing is, like ramen was my least favorite thing to eat growing up, <laughs> until I, the moment that I wanted to start ramen shop. But um, and I was a, as a fishmonger, I saw so many different Japanese restaurants, mostly uh, sushi restaurant, and then uh, throughout my career, just realized that the ramen was a growing a uh, food trend. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was still at the beginning part. So then I thought that if I start something new at this stage of a growing uh, market, I could impact the future growth of the market. So that's why I just uh, wanted to uh, put myself into the ramen business. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to be a big influencer. <laughs> yeah, I thought it were, there's so much, like uh, in the U.S., like uh, when you think about sushi, there are so many different types and so many different creations mm -hmm. that you don't see in Japan. Then I thought that and the ramen, at that time, uh, everybody was making the same kind of ramen. So I thought if I can make something truly original, uh, I could change mm -hmm. the market. Yeah. Right, and you actually did, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. um, so how did you start uh, Yuji Ramen? So Yuji Ramen started... Uh, uh, as a, I'll say, pop-up, yeah. Mm -hmm. So when I was selling uh, fish. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, as a fishmonger. As a fishmonger, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just actually asked uh, Robertus. Okay, <laughs> yeah, here uh, at the, the station. Yeah, because I had uh, ideas, but I never worked in a restaurant, so I had to kind of test my ramen. So the uh, owners, uh, Carl, was kind enough to let me come into the restaurant mm -hmm. uh, Thursday night after they finished the service. So mm -hmm. after midnight, I brought noodles and all the uh, stuff that I prepared. And then uh, they had a, a noodle basket going for me. So I just came in and then dropped the noodles and then served to the uh, staff and also the customer that were still there. Mm -hmm. So that's how I sort of uh, started uh, Yuji uh, Ramen. Mm, that's interesting. Italian <laughs> and the pizza place serving ramen yeah, after yeah, midnight. Yeah. Yeah, it was just I just needed a, a place where I could just mm -hmm. uh, test my uh, ideas mm -hmm. and passion. Right, and mm. you moved on to uh, Smogasburg, which is a big uh, food market, uh, big and big uh, food market in Williamsburg. Right. So after my uh, doing uh, pop up, 
I got into a Brooklyn smaller spray, mm-hmm. and then uh, every weekend, yeah, mm-hmm. I wanted to create something new to test out to the customers, mm-hmm. yeah, and while keeping the signature dishes. Mm. Mm. So, what kind of uh, ramen did you serve there? So, my original uh, style of ramen is a Mazeman style ramen, which is a uh, brothless. So, right. I, so. Mm. Um, just for the listeners who's, uh, who doesn't mm. know too much about ramen. So ramen usually is a, a soup and noodles. And right. uh, the soup can be soy-based uh, or salt-based or the uh, pork bone-based. Mm-hmm. That kind of like basic types, right? But right. then you didn't serve that style of classic uh, soup ramen. Mm. Because... Yeah, so when I uh, sort of... Uh, when I look at the ramen at the uh, three, four years ago, I just thought that uh, it's not always easy for some people in the US to eat a noodle mm-hmm. in a hot uh, broth. Right. So and you have to slurp. You have to slurp. <laughs> it is not culturally uh, correct thing, right. I guess. Right. But uh, uh, so since I discovered this uh, Mazemesa ramen, a uh, brothless uh, in Japan, then I thought this was a perfect mm-hmm. way for. Uh, uh, customers here mm-hmm. to eat yeah especially if they're not like uh, familiar with the way the traditional ramen is eaten with mm-hmm. a broth right okay yeah so uh, going back to the, what the dishes you mm. served at the Smogsburg what kind of mazemen right so every so since my background is seafood so uh, every season I served uh, mazemen ramen with a theme of uh, seasonal uh, Seafood, mm-hmm. for instance, like a soft shell crab, a sea urchin, mm-hmm. uh, monkfish liver, and then uh, tuna. Mm-hmm. So, anything that's available, I just every weekend I just mm-hmm. try to make into ramen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was actually every weekend I, cre- I created something new. Right. It was very exciting. Yeah. Mm, that's interesting because um, typically the toppings of ramen tend to be meat, like mm. pork or vegetables. Right. And then you stuck with uh, uh, fish just because you you have a mission of promoting fish here? Or what, what yeah, is so there are a lot of uh, seafood in the U.S. that people are not. Uh, fully taking advantage of mm-hmm. I mean, it simply just means that it's underutilized but it's highly valued in Japan mm-hmm. so like for for instance like the greatest example will be the sea urchin mm-hmm. the sea urchin in the US is not as highly valued as the one in Japan so I could use a lot of it here mm-hmm. and make it into ramen with a lot of it uni mm-hmm. and then still make it affordable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right so how did you use that the so dish. yeah, so the important thing about the uh, mazemen that I created is that uh, uh, the theme of the uh, dish has to coat the noodle so that mm-hmm. uh, the toppings and the and, uh, noodles are not separated, mm-hmm. th- which is the case for a lot of uh, places. So mm-hmm. just like a pasta sauce. Pasta sauce, yeah, right. but the pasta sauce and the toppings have to be the same com- ingredient, mm-hmm. but are just cooked in different ways. Mm-hmm. So that's. The, uh, for sauce, I make uh, sea urchin miso sauce mm-hmm. that goes on top of the noodle, mm-hmm. which is hot. So when you mix it, mm-hmm. it goes around the noodles, and you're gonna also have the fresh sea urchin on top. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna have like two different layers of flavors of sea urchin mm-hmm. in the noodle. Yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah. And uh, so you d- also did a pop-up, which is a kind of a more stable pop-up, which mm-hmm. is at King Folk Studio in Williamsburg. Yes. So um, that, that was actually before Smogosburg. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That was uh, 2013, uh, February to June. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that was actually my very first pop-up after Robertus. Okay. So the owner, uh, Brandon, actually I saw him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He introduced me to the guys at the... Owners at the uh, King Folk Studio. Mm-hmm. So I just started as a two nights ramen, uh, Thursday and Friday, mm-hmm. and then became uh, three nights mm-hmm. uh, through Saturday, mm-hmm. and then I did it for uh, half a year. Right. Mm. Cool. Sounds like you are solidly, gradually building your <laughs> stage, and then you jumped onto uh, Whole Foods Bowery's uh, right. food court, yeah. an independent uh, restaurant, ramen shop. Mm. So, how did it happen? So, the also, hopefully, just came to me. I mean, I guess they found us through Smogosburg. Mm-hmm. So um, they wanted to have sort of a semi-permanent vendor. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I didn't really have any restaurant. So, uh, of course, I would challenge mm-hmm. and then try to be as successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the one thing, you had an a la carte menu, but also you had a ramen tasting mm-hmm. menu, which is... To me, ramen is casual. Like in Japan, you just eat, mm. and even like standing eating. Right, right, right. But then you Five made minutes. it a formal tasting menu. So what is it, and uh, why did you do it? Right, so there were two things uh, that uh, made me start. The first thing was that the uh, uh, where the, the location of uh, where the, uh, the kitchen was located inside a Whole Foods market, it was not a highly... Like a, has, has a lot of food traffic, mm-hmm. so it was important to bring that attention to that location, mm. so that the people know that we are there cooking uh, mm. usually ramen. Right. But uh, in order to do that, uh, I wanted to do something really creative and something people can really talk about. Mm-hmm. So I brought this uh, concept of ramen omakase, mm. yeah. So which is a tasting of all different kinds of ramen, mm-hmm. yeah, made in different shapes and different ways of eating mm-hmm. and another reason was uh, many times since I do a lot of seafood uh, ramen a mm-hmm. uh, lot of customers from pop-up said I wish I could eat a little bit of everything uh, then I always thought that I wanted to do a tasting menu mm-hmm. for them so that they could have a little bit of everything mm, yeah right. so how many courses and uh, how much was it so I started as a five courses mm-hmm. uh, at the very beginning part mm-hmm. and then uh, I served at $45 mm-hmm. yeah for five different kinds of ramen okay yeah and uh, maybe you can run through uh, the example of one dinner what kind of ramen you served for tasting yeah yeah tasting uh, the very first night I did the uh, salmon cheese chilled mazemen mm-hmm. uh, uni miso Ramen ravioli. Mm-hmm. So ravioli. Ravioli. Oh, the yes. ramen uh, noodle, like the, the dough? Yes, yes. Huh. And then. Uh, oh, wait, wait. So, hmm? just for the listeners, <laughs> I'm including me, um, the ramen dough, what's the difference between, say, pasta and what kind of ingredients? And what's I, don't, the I don't think. I'm not a noodle expert, but mm-hmm. uh, as far as I understand, I think just the only difference is that it, they both have flowers and water, mm-hmm. and then uh, the ramen. Uh, as the uh, uh, liquid solution called kansui. Mm-hmm. Oh, the alkalized alkaline solution. Yeah, yeah, that makes it uh, more uh, gluten developed and more chewy. Oh, so, okay. I, to me, that was the only uh, ingredient that 
differentiate the pasta dough and ramen dough. Mm-hmm. Then I thought, okay, as long as I put the kansui into a dough, I can call it as ramen dough,、mm-hmm. whether it's with the whole wheat flour, whether it is with the seaweed powders or what, what,、uh, whatever.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, that made me more creative. Okay. I think, yeah. Right. So、mm. the texture wise, it's more、uh, solid? And yeah, it's more solid, more、uh, nice.、Uh, Yeah,、mm-hmm. like a、uh, chewiness. Okay. Yeah. So、mm-hmm. after ravioli, what ravioli, was the one? I did a, a squid, ink,、uh, squid, squid ink ramen、mm-hmm. shaped in the.、Uh, sh- like a sh- ink shell, the mm-hmm. pasta shell.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So made a shell and then did a squid、uh, tantan sauce, which is a bolognese sauce made from, only from、uh, squid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's usually tantan sauce is a pork,、uh, ground pork, but、mm-hmm. I made a ground squid and、mm-hmm. then cook it in the same way.、Right. That became the sauce.、Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, clam, coarse with、uh, chewed ramen broth、mm-hmm. gelatin with、mm-hmm. hot noodles.、Right. And then the last course was uh, uh, smoked mussel shoyu ramen,、mm-hmm. yeah, which、ah. I use a French press. Mm-hmm. To infuse a smoke of、uh, muscle、mm-hmm. into the broth, and the customer pour it just like they serve coffee.、Oh, yeah,、wow. that was really fun. Yeah.、Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right, right.、Mm. And like a French press、pot. French press co- ramen. Yeah,、mm-hmm. like instant smoked ramen broth.、Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, the other thing you said,、um, you used a lot of uh, um, stock from bones, meat bones,、yeah. which was available from Whole Foods. Right. So, the,、uh, always my、uh, idea was a m o t t a i nai. Yeah, it's an、uh, expression in Japan saying、uh, what、uh, a waste.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't waste.、Mm-hmm. And then、uh, there were so many、uh, seafood that were m o t t a i nai to me.、Mm-hmm. That's why I started using all those to、mm-hmm. make it available.、Mm-hmm. And then Meaning、uh, the fish bones, yeah, fish, colors. Yeah, fish bones, colors. I mean, among fish livers, all these underutilized seafood. Yeah,、mm-hmm. was really motainai、uh, to mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. to my team as、mm-hmm. well. So, and then、uh, the same philosophy applied to the bones that were being not utilized at the butcher counter、mm-hmm. of the Whole Foods, which was underneath of the,、uh, my ramen station.、Mm-hmm. So, I. Got all the bones that w a s just available,、mm-hmm. didn't have any specific request、mm-hmm. of, or ratio of、mm-hmm. what kind of bone.、Mm-hmm. We just used whatever they had, and then it's changed daily. So we call it daily shoyu ramen.、Mm-hmm. Right. So surf and turf. Surf and turf, yeah. <laughs> meat、uh, stock. Yeah, meat stock and then stock fish toppings. And then the fish bones.、Mm-hmm. That was, yeah. yeah. Right. So,、mm-hmm. um, so the. the Tasting menu, D- did people like it? Yeah, it was, uh, uh, we still、uh, do it after two years,、mm-hmm. and then I had one last night, and people were, at Okonomi. Yeah, keep、right. enjoying.、Mm-hmm. We keep creating new dishes.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, so every season, every yeah, time, we come up with new ideas.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's、uh, gonna continue.、Okay. Yeah. I hope.、Mm. So now、uh, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about Yuji's、uh, that amazing、uh, restaurant, Okonomi, <laughs> and、uh, his menu. So please stay with us.
Escape. Escapemaker.com, a guide to local getaways, is offering a two-night farm escape that includes lodging, a visit to an apiary, wine tasting at a vineyard, and a special tour of Bobolink Dairy and Bakehouse in Milford, New Jersey. Transportation is included. For details, visit escapemaker.com or come by the Bobolink Dairy stand at the new open-air Fulton Stall Market on Front Street in the South Street Seaport District. Located where New York City's public food markets began in the 1800s, Fulton Stall Market is open weekends 10 to 5 and is the first farmer's market in the city to offer ready-to-eat foods made by the farmers who produce them, along with a radio station, live music, and cooking workshops for families. Now offering spring flowers and plants, organic vegetables, pizza made in a wood-burning oven using farm ingredients, local fruit preserves, yogurts and ice cream, and Bobolink Dairy's famous artisanal cheese and breads. The market is a great reason to rediscover the authentic seaport. For more information, visit FultonStallMarket.com. Hello, welcome back. Uh, you're listening to Japan Eats, uh, broadcasting live from a studio in Bushwick, Brooklyn. My guest today is Yuji Haraguchi, the owner of the great restaurant Okonomi in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. So we've been talking about how you established your reputation as a talented ramen chef at the Whole Foods Market. Then you decided to open Okonomi in May 2014. Uh, why? So having my own restaurant was my long-time dream ever since the day I started cooking as a hobby. Uh, so that was uh, 10 years of my uh, dream uh, coming true. So, that was quick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, uh, if you think about 10 years, it's a long time, uh, but uh, I had so much to learn every year, I guess. So it was, uh, I almost felt that I was a little bit early, but I was very glad that I made this happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And you chose a place not in Manhattan, but in uh, Williamsburg. Why was that? So I always imagined my restaurant to be a very uh, small place. Uh, neighborhood uh, restaurant where people are, and, and I, I serve uh, healthy uh, food, so I just wanted to find the right neighborhood that meets what we love to do. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. So, um, Okonomi serves, uh, uh, there's theme, two themes. One is Japanese breakfast and uh, the ramen. During the day, you serve a, a traditional Japanese breakfast, which is very difficult even to, fi- uh, to find in Japan. If you stay at the traditional Japanese hotel, that's almost the only place I can think of. But you serve it in New York. And uh, w- why did you decide to serve uh, Japanese breakfast? Uh, so that was the first thing that I always wanted to eat after when I go back to Japan. Mm-hmm. Because the savory uh, breakfast with the good, uh, nice roasted uh, seafood. And then there is n- nothing no place like that uh, as, I, as far as I know mm-hmm. and then my seafood background also matches perfect with that thing so mm-hmm. I decided to do a Japanese breakfast mm-hmm. with the uh, daily change locally caught uh, seafood okay yeah. right so because the Japanese traditional uh, breakfast is always with uh, baked fish and rice miso soup mm-hmm. and couple pickled yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing right so very ba- very balanced diet yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right actually I've been to your restaurant like almost <laughs> 10 times uh, just for breakfast and I feel always good more energy mm-hmm. in the morning yeah our restaurant doesn't use any butter and any oil mm-hmm. everything is cooked in hot water and then in an oven with a uh, 
the the fat that's inside the uh, fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So what's uh, what exactly is served uh, on your menu, the Japanese so, breakfast? So the Japanese breakfast that we do here consists of uh, brown rice. Mm-hmm. We do uh, seasoned dry bonito flake mm-hmm. and then uh, miso soup mm-hmm. that has uh, whatever the vegetable that was available. Mm-hmm. And then uh, your choice of your fish, we usually have two or three kinds. And then the shiwayaki style, which means salt, uh, saikyoyaki, uh, meaning uh, miso, sweet miso marinade, mm-hmm. and then the sake kasu uh, marinade. Uh, which is... Uh, Sake kasu is a sake leaf. Sake leaf, yes. Right. So full of umami. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we prep and also kombu cure. Mm-hmm. So we use a dry seaweed to cure the fish. Mm-hmm. They also add another umami into the fish right. uh, without adding the actual salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the main fish. And then you always have a, a, a blanched vegetable and pickled vegetables and a small baked egg omelette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's the price? Price is $15. To $19 Monday through Friday, depending on the size of the fish and the kind of the fish. Mm-hmm. And the weekends are $19 mm-hmm. uh, with the extended side dishes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we also do specials. Uh, yes, last the last uh, weekend we did our Mother's Day specials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So how do you get uh, you know that quality fish that changes daily? Do you have a relationship with the fish um, mm. you know fishermen or? Right. So, like, uh, one thing I learned uh, the, uh, learned from my uh, seafood uh, career mm-hmm. is that the, uh, the seafood is always the perfect uh, uh, quality when they're in the ocean. There is no, unless it's farm-raised. Mm-hmm. And then the fish that we serve is the wild fish, so that it's really up to who is going to bring it for you. Mm-hmm. And how fresh it is, and also how they handle it. Handle it. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that makes the difference, because there is no so much difference in a wild fish in the water. Mm-hmm. So it's important to have the good relationship with the fish prepare that you use. I mean, that was what I was doing, mm-hmm. and then uh, so that uh, the fish I, I get right now comes from a, a local Japanese uh, fish company called Nishimaru. Mm-hmm. They uh, go to Futon Fish Market every morning, so they don't have uh, any fish that's in a storage. It's just uh, morning they go there and pick up whatever was the freshest. That's how I order too. Okay. So I always, not always get everything that I order, but I, they just replace with whatever was the fresher, mm-hmm. right. which I love. Yeah. I'm just curious. You know, a lot of uh, chefs here, uh, Japanese or American chefs. Uh, Go to uh, you know Tsukiji fish markets, mm. uh, you know vendors, mm-hmm. which is the uh, world's biggest fish market, right. and uh, supposedly they have the best of the best in mm-hmm. the world. But you're not interested in getting fish from Tsukiji. Yeah, Tsukiji getting uh, fish from Tsukiji will be uh, probably the uh, I'll say the best option mm-hmm. as far as the uh, quality goes, mm-hmm. because they. Uh, uh, package they also kill fish in a always the right way and then store at the right temperature mm-hmm. however the price point will be uh, really uh, expensive mm-hmm. I know from my uh, career mm-hmm. and then it won't be a, a neighborhood uh, restaurant if mm-hmm. it's $30 $50 uh, set meal so but it's more challenging for me to uh, work with the people here and then work with the fishermen hopefully 
to be able to bring the level of the food, uh, seafood distribution to mm-hmm. almost the uh, Tsukiji level. Mm-hmm. I think that's more uh, interesting and uh, exciting for me. Mm-hmm. That's great. And uh, so I heard it's very hard to get a table, especially on the weekend, economy for the breakfast menu. It is because we have only 12 seats. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it is the size um, that I can personally manage mm-hmm. and I can see all the customers mm-hmm. and I can wash all the dishes mm-hmm. <laughs> to make sure that no food is coming back, mm-hmm. which I think is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's the reason. If I have a bigger restaurant, maybe uh, there w- won't be much weight, but I would rather make sure that everybody's uh, comfortable, everybody having a good time, everybody having uh, good food mm-hmm. uh, with no food coming back. Mm-hmm. Right. So how long uh, the wait could be on the weekend? Weekend? Uh, it really depends on what time. Like uh, lunchtime could be more people, so like uh, like I'll say thirty minutes to one hour and a half, like in between. Okay, mm. that's but no, 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 always. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It just depends on the day. Yeah. Right. And there's a cafe around the corner. Cafe around the corner. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. And uh, now let's talk about your dinner menu, which mm. is very innovative. I heard. So the ramen is yeah. a dinner menu. We are uh, sort of evolving uh, UG ramen uh, under Okonomi. Mm-hmm. So we flipped the menu at 6 o'clock and then start UG ramen menu. Mm-hmm. Being at the Okonomi, uh, serving breakfast makes our ramen more creative and more exciting because uh, we break down a lot of fish mm. more than before. So the fish bones and the fish livers, fish melt fish roll whatever that comes to fish we try to make dish out of it hmm. for ramen in the evening right that's so, another restless. Yes. right so right. I tell customers uh, it's two different meal but you were eating the entire fish the same fish throughout hmm. the day wow. yeah so uh, it's really hard to utilize the entire fish mm-hmm. with the one type of cooking method mm-hmm. and one type of meal but uh since we do two different uh, meals, one roasted loin mm-hmm. meat, and the other broth with the bones and the head, mm-hmm. so that makes it really uh, no food waste and also really delicious. Mm, that reminds me of uh, the recent dinner series by Dan Barber at the Bull Hill, mm. like wasted right, right. menu, no waste at all. Yeah, like people, I always tell uh, people that when. Like whether it is uh, meat or seafood, when uh, it is as a entire animal, mm-hmm. there is no waste. People would agree because it's a one thing. Mm-hmm. But as soon as people put the knife into that whole animal, they will start separating what's waste, what is not waste. Mm-hmm. That is really up to the people. Right. But uh, as a one living animal there is no waste because it's one thing mm-hmm. yeah right. that's but a very different mindset oh uh, yeah so I think it's really up to the people it's like mm-hmm. like uh, to me the bones that were not being used at the market the meat book butcher market was a treasure but for some people it was trash mm-hmm. that's the same mindset so right. It used to be that uh, the tuna, the fatty tuna, used to be thrown away in Japan because people didn't like fatty fish, and right. it's now like a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> and but it's, I've started to see like in Western restaurant even right. uh, skin of fish mm-hmm. is fried, right. made crisp, and uh, 
used as a garnish. So right. there may be some mm-hmm. change. Yeah, I think like it's really hard to break that boundary. So I always thought the important thing is to make people realize that it is delicious. That has to that has to come first. Like uh, I, my 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 our team is a goal is to achieve multi-night cooking, but uh, like uh, it has to be delicious, and then people will realize that it is not a waste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because right. it can be delicious. Right. Mm. So, what's the delicious example of ramen that you're currently serving? So uh, we. Uh, so the f- the most recent one that I that kind of signifies our philosophy is shabu shabu shio ramen. Okay. So uh, usually our ramen uh, ramen broth is a mix of pork bone, chicken bones, and then but we create uh, seafood bones of broth, hundred mm-hmm. percent like, 100%, like uh, no meat. Uh, added, mm-hmm. and then we can make at a uh, at a small small volume, not right. too much. But mm-hmm. uh, sometimes pescatorian ramen. ramen, yes. But that comes only from the fish that we serve for breakfast, mm-hmm. and then we make that super uh, deep flavor, but not too rich. Very clear broth, salt based mm-hmm. uh, ramen. Mm-hmm. So which you, you can't really add like a miso or soy sauce flavor. You really taste the broth. Mm. I love the shio ramen mm-hmm. that we have, and then also the meat becomes things like sashimi mm-hmm. right next to the shio ramen broth mm-hmm. and then customer dip the fish into the broth and lightly cook the oh. uh, fish and then almost like a medium rare and wow. then you sort of wrap the noodle with a slice of sashimi mm-hmm. shabu shabu style and then eat it together and then you're eating the broth mm-hmm. and then the f- slice of sashimi mm-hmm. that came from the same fish. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the shabu shabu, uh, for listeners who, who don't know, mm. the shabu shabu, shabu shabu usually is a, there's a boiling pot of water and then very thin beef right, right, is... Meat, right? Right. Yeah. It's uh, just dipped and then you, st- you, you eat at the table very delicate. Right. So you, are, you created a version of ramen and there's no boiling pot and then instead you use a uh, ramen broth right and so it's just hot enough to cook it so right. it works yeah mm-hmm. because there is this idea came from uh, actually the pop-up that we did in tokyo mm-hmm. so we normally serve roasted seafood on top of the shoyu ramen as a topping instead of roasted pork meat mm-hmm. then the fish we got for the pop-up dinner in tokyo was so good that we didn't want to cook it mm-hmm. at all so then we decided why don't we just slice sashimi and put it on top of the broth uh-huh. and then the Japanese customer totally uh, loved it because they then they told me that it it's like a shabu shabu ramen mm-hmm. because you have a slice of sashimi on top of the broth and noodle and which is lightly cooked and then that made me realize that yeah you can do a lot more mm-hmm. with the, uh, fresh seafood wow mm. And how much is the bowl? How much? Uh, the shabu shabu shio ramen sixteen dollars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be there tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, and then uh, any other interesting innovative ramen example that you're serving now? So, uh, kaisen hiyashichuka. Mm-hmm. Hiyashichuka is a chilled summer ramen noodle, mm-hmm. and then it's usually uh, served with a. Uh, cucumbers, tomatoes, mm-hmm. and then cooked shredded uh, egg omelet. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, right, and it's like that name by itself represents the summer, like watermelon. <laughs> right, sh- 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 kind of, like. right. Uh, yeah, uh, Hiyashichuka. Right. right, and then uh, since we have uh, so many different uh, types of uh, seafood, mm-hmm. like I counted other night that we had more than 10 different kinds of fish on one menu. Wow. Ramen night. So, <laughs> and then the uh, kaisen uh, implies a mix of uh, fresh seafood. Mm-hmm. So we combined that uh, hiyashichuka idea with the kaisen concept because that's what we have mm-hmm. and then make it to uh, one dish. So you're going to have chilled uh, summer uh, noodle vinegar-based sweet soy sesame, and then you're going to have uh, three or four different kinds of sashimi, mm-hmm. which is uh, diverse. Like one's pickled, one's vinegar cured, one's fresh, one's hot water blanched. You're going to have different variety of fish on the noodle, sometimes with the sea urchin, and then you mix it up and then eat it together with the noodle, just like us. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing because your kitchen is super small and it's totally open kitchen, <laughs> just like a little studio apartment, mm. dining room, and kitchen. Mm. So you do a lot of work. Yeah, in that we, space. yeah, uh, like uh, I, when people uh, saw my restaurant before being built out, they saw there is no way that this could be a restaurant. <laughs> it is way too small, but I, I think that it's not a small at all because you can do so much within. Uh, small space, mm-hmm. so uh, I don't. This is a perfect size, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So space-wise, it's motainai. Motainai, and then uh, if you have more space, you tend to have more waste. Mm. But if you have a limited space, all the ingredients are super fresh mm-hmm. because you have nowhere to store. Right. You have, you just get in the morning and use it, and then get more in the morning mm-hmm. next day, and then use it. So it is the best way for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and stays fresh. Yeah, stays fresh, fresh. Yes. Right. That's the. That's why we have no menu uh, mm-hmm. in the in the breakfast, and then we hand write the menu every night for dinner because okay. it changes all the time. Right. Yeah. So that's the the weekdays, and then you have a weekend tasting menu. Yeah. So we continue doing the ramen omakase tasting menu after the brunch service, mm-hmm. which is Japanese breakfast. So we technically do three different kinds of experience at Okonomi. So breakfast and then the yuji ramen a la carte and then yuji ramen tasting menu. Mm-hmm. So the the tasting menu is a weekend night, Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, how many dishes? And so right now we are doing nine dishes. Okay, mm. and how much? Uh, it's one hundred. Okay, mm. that's a value. <laughs> right. Yeah, you get just like a sushi omakase. Mm-hmm. Each course is uh, each each course is seafood. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a sushi omakase style, but it's all ramen, all different ways of eating ramen, and mm-hmm. then ways of noodles. Right. Yeah. So how can you get the ticket? So we uh, use uh, a website uh, mm-hmm. called seatme.com, and mm-hmm. then uh, if you can uh, look for ramen omakase mm-hmm. under seatme.com, uh, mm-hmm. you can find the link over our tasting menu, mm-hmm. and then the customer just go online and then click the date, mm-hmm. uh, Saturday or Sunday. We do monthly, so you can find uh, uh, May uh, right now, and then uh, the last uh, the, uh, weekend over the month, we uh, release uh, the next whole month, mm-hmm. so that's how we do the reservation. See okay. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, also, you, you, ser- um, you serve a very beautiful plate, right? Mm. Japanese-style right. plate. So, can you tell me more about the... What do you do right. with the, in terms of that Japanese, uh, you know? So, 
since Japanese food is so simply executed, it's usually sliced or it's usually just skewered and roasted. Mm-hmm. And then、uh, it's really important to have beautiful、uh, ceramics、mm-hmm. and then the beautiful ingredients. So I knew that I could get good、uh, seafood, but、uh, I, wanted, I wanted to make sure that we, I have a As a, be- a beautiful place that is beautiful.、Mm-hmm. So I was able to f-、uh, meet、uh, this amazing、uh, potter. His name is Jordan Klong.、Uh, he used to own a restaurant called Eat in Greenpoint. Now he's a full time、uh, pottery、uh, artist. And then every month, yeah, he, we collaborate and he makes a shape of our bowls, sake cups,、uh, beer cups. Uh, every, all the bowls that we serve at the、uh, ceramics that we serve at the restaurants are made by him.、Mm-hmm. And then uh, it is, uh, uh, my dream is to make、uh, Japanese food、uh, localized、mm-hmm. and then、uh, grow with uh, local uh, people.、Mm-hmm. So, this is、uh, another、uh, aspect of my passion.、Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. So, collaboration with him. He's amazing, yes.、Right. Yeah, so yeah. he's now in upstate firing、uh, 10 more ramen bowls, different glazes,、mm-hmm. uh, five more water cups,、uh, and then he's going to、uh, bring them down、mm-hmm. uh, Thursday next week. Yeah, so I'm very excited. It's like a omakase. So、mm-hmm. I just tell him the shape, and then he just、uh, does different finishes all、oh, the、wow. time. Yeah, he almost doing RD with. Our pottery. Okay. <laughs> right. So、yeah. you, you can purchase his、uh, um, you know, work? Yeah,、uh, yeah. So uh, sometimes uh, we have a, a, like pottery sales、mm-hmm. yeah,、uh, at, outside of the restaurant、mm-hmm. with his work. So, yeah, hopefully in the future I would like to have an economy like. Uh, ceramic、yeah. item lineup. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. great. So yeah.、Uh, we should go to your Facebook, Okonomi Yeah, page Facebook, yes. To、And、get the information. To get the information, we normally announce it. So、uh, we don't do it all the time. I wish we could. We、yeah. don't have、uh, enough space and time. But uh, uh, I would like to、uh, showcase his work, which is、uh, making our restaurant、uh, really beautiful. Right. So, Great. Yeah. All right. So, well, thank you for joining us today, Yuji. And、oh, thank you for,、uh, so、for, thank you for being such a wonderful ambassador <laughs> of Japanese cuisine. And, listeners, if you'd like to know more about Yuji's restaurant,、uh, please visit、uh, www.okonomibk.com. That's O K O N O M I B K.com. And、uh, the Facebook page of Okonomi. And、uh, if you have any questions or comments, please contact us at heritageradionetwork.org. And you can also reach me at、uh, kikokatayama.com. Japanese is alive at 3 p.m. on Mondays and always available at heritageradionetwork.org. See you next week. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes Store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us with questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. 